Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Jamal Boyce, and we do not have Jamie with us today. She's attending to other priorities, which we mostly understand in the position of IT leadership. But we do have John Carino, our new site board member with us. And also joining us is a current site board president, Jeremy Davis. Appearing also on the side of the microphone is Tuta. I'm not going to even pronounce your last name. Can you say it for us, Tuta? Sure, it's Benta too. See, we just wanted to see if her mic was working. And so we want to learn more about how to get involved with site and what to expect from this year's conference. Let us just start off with some icebreakers, either or, for you two gentlemen. So... The first one is bring your own device or school-owned devices. Go ahead, John. For students, definitely a school-owned device. For others, whatever they want. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, mixed, I'm mixed on that one. School-owned whenever possible, but we actually have a really successful bring-your-own laptop Mac program that's working well. But then staff, it's always school-owned just for us. It's, we we want to control issues. <laughs> no, that's good. I, to me, I would say everybody's school owned except for myself. So makes sense. <laughs> All right. The next one for either or grill or smoker. Jeremy, how about you start I, off? I don't know how you can have a successful backyard kitchen without both. Uh, <laughs> but if I have to pick one, I'll go grill. I'm, I'm still learning how to use my smoker, but I love my grill. What type of meat do you prefer cooking or grilling? I should say. Uh, Anything red, lots of steak, tri-tip, kinds of good stuff. The chicken for tacos, uh, carne asada, any, pretty much anything, any meat, anything stuffed into a sausage casing. I'll eat that on the grill. <laughs> I think we want to have our next podcast at Jeremy's place for sure. <laughs> How about you, John? So a year ago, I upped my smoker game and ended up with a trigger, and I have not looked back. So... It's been amazing. I think pork butt, pork shoulder has been one of my favorites. Anything pork I've done really good at. Tri-tips for sure. I have not mastered brisket yet. So the two I've done have not turned out very well. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. But it's crazy. There's so many variants. And so, you know, every time you do it, it's like, well, can I make it better? You know, or should I just stick to the recipe I just made? So definitely a smoker. If either of you two need a taste tester, I am raising my hand for that for sure. All right, last either or Tesla Model X Plaid or Mercedes G Wagon. Tesla. I've never even seen a Mercedes G Wagon, but I a plaid's pretty amazing. So I'll go plaid. You, John? Yeah, I initially was going to say, can I pick something else? But between those two, <laughs> between those two I'll do Tesla for sure. But no, I only say that because in April, I, I entered the EV world and bought a Hyundai Ionic 5, and oh. I have been loving it. So. But it's not quite the same class as those two. So I'll go with the Tesla between those. Yeah, I don't have that high-end one. I do have a lower-end Tesla, but the the EV definitely is nice, except when they tell you not to charge because of power issues. So, <laughs> Yeah, you got to love that. <laughs> Jamal, I'm going to answer this one just for Jamie because I'm pretty sure she put this question on here for me. Okay. And my answer is the unpopular opinion, and it's the G-Wagon. <laughs> I've actually always wanted a G-Wagon, even before all the EV craze. So hopefully one day I'll get one. <laughs> My wife would probably agree with you as well. So. <laughs> All right. So let's go on to the, the real topics. Since you both are board 
representations for the site. We want to share with those who are not members or maybe those who currently are members but not enjoying all the benefits of what site has to offer. So let's just get in a few questions. So let's first just tell us how you both got involved in site. I was a Q guy for a long time. I was ed tech as a teacher coming out of the classroom and, and it was all about presenting, you know, ed tech stuff, what you're doing in the classroom. And then actually Mike Lawrence from Q said, hey, Jeremy, there's this other conference for IT people. Would you mind going and presenting over there the cool Google stuff you've been up to in, in your district? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll go. I'll go present anywhere. So I went over and, and it was SETPA at the time. And went and presented, you know, four or five sessions. And it just really, I saw the CTO mentor group up on the stage mm -hmm. getting their awards. And I'm like, I need this. Like, 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 this is what, like, this is the stuff I don't understand. And if I want to move forward in my career, I've got to learn the IT side of the house. So I started attending SEDPUD anytime I could, got involved in the regional, started a regional group in Orange County, got tapped on the shoulder to run for board and said, yeah, absolutely. Oh no, did CTO mentor program, instructed CTO mentor program, then got asked by someone who was on the board, hey, you know, would, would you throw your name in? And I, I did. I didn't think I was ready, but I threw my name in and got on the board uh, eight years ago, nine years ago, something like that. It's been it's been a while. It's been an amazing journey, but I, I yeah, just love it. Love it, love it, love it. What was your title when you first SEPTA slash site? Um, I was EdTech coordinator. Since then, I've gotten director of EdTech, chief technology officer, and now assistant superintendent. That's that's good to hear. How about yourself, John? Maybe I should have gone first because I know <laughs> so impressive. <laughs> I've been in IT and education since '99, and we always kind of worked in our own silo. We really didn't talk to anyone outside of our our uh, district. And somebody, a former BIP site board member or SEPA board member at the time, I kind of reached out to them. It's, I happened to run into them chance meeting somewhere else, and I said, you know, how do I? get involved with more people, go to the SEPA conference. You got to go. So 2013 was my first conference. I went in there blind. I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Just the guy like hanging out in the back, walking around, not talking mm -hmm. to anybody. Went into a couple of sessions and, and that's where I got hooked was, you know, districts presenting on projects they had done. Good, good and bad, right? Here's the pitfalls. Here's what we did right. If you, if you're going to do the same thing, avoid these things and you'll be good. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And it was surprising to me, having come from private before moving into education, that people were talking about what they're doing. They were happy right. to share everything they were doing. I'm like, this is amazing. Why are we not doing this? So the next year, went to the next conference, applied for CTO Mentor that year, got in 2015. That was an amazing program and experience. Kind of similar to Jeremy, started a regional group in my area, trying to get more people involved. I've been mentoring for the CTO mentor program for a couple of years now, giving back in that way. And it's, that's really rewarding. And then last year, lucky enough for our membership to elect me on the board. That's really good. And I like one of your points, just as far as the sharing of information, whether mm -hmm. processes and whatnot, because that's, we've had new staff come in on our, our team and I, I offer the site conference to everybody on the team and some want to know more information about it. And I think that was the biggest piece I did share with them just just networking with other districts who's either going through or have already completed stuff we we would desire to do. And so rather than reinventing the wheel, hearing the the high points and the the pain points from their experiences and it and it benefits us as a whole. So so as a result of that, they were all interested in going. So I like that feedback. We'll start with you, John. What 
do you appreciate most about the organization? I think it's just the people. Everybody is so open and nice, you know, and willing to share and talk and kind of, you know, bring you under their wing and can't even tell you how many times at a conference, especially early on that I didn't really know anybody, but people just start up conversations and, mm-hmm. you know, we'd end up chatting for an hour in the hallway and miss a session because of it. But those conversations <laughs> and the relationships from those. So I really appreciate the people, the members and the people that, that are at those conferences and part of our programs that they're just good people. That's great. How about you, uh, Jeremy? Exactly what John just said, but, but even in, in a more global scale. There's a lot of power behind site and a ton of resources. And it's just the place to go to figure out, am I doing it right? You know, I have this huge trusted group of people and people aren't judging, right? right. Not, it's not like, you know, you go out and just throw lay it all out there and say, man, I think we really messed this one up. I mean, you can throw stuff out on the listserv and people respond to you. People, you know, you don't have to make the mistakes that everybody else made. I love what John said about that. It's totally true. But even then on a greater scale, like during COVID, uh, reaching out to Fagan yes. and here's, we have attorneys, we're paying for attorneys to just do talks for what questions do you guys have about what you're, what are you trying to do with COVID? You're, you know, you're handing out all these random devices or even allowed to do that, <laughs> like, you know, whatever it was, that there was some kind of resource to make our lives easier. So sure. the organization is huge. It's wonderful, but it's, but it's just there to, it's just there to make all of our lives better, which make our teachers' lives better, which makes the students' lives better, which is why we're here, right? We we work in public education for the kids. So there's this massive trickle-down effect that I, I see from site. Yeah, and I enjoyed the benefits even just going through the CTO mentoring program during the pandemic and just having the ability to reach out to others since we're all, all going through the unknown together and just having share just on from the personal side just like this is stressful we're dealing with and even just the technical side and just having that ability like to understand that we're not the only ones going through and just you do have that outlet to reach out to in your community so that that was very critical for me for sure during that period of time what do you see site offering its members tons of resources tons of opportunity i think there's some of the side programs that not everybody knows about, and hopefully they do, like privacy is a huge deal. I mean, yes. we've fought for so long to get these vendors on board with signing these privacy agreements. And site has done amazing work, Libby's group, you know, working with vendors on, on getting vendors to sign privacy agreements easy for us. Mm-hmm. Like we can pass that work on to someone else because, you know, you have IT people telling, purchasing, this is really important, <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's like, well, no, just buy stuff. Like, so mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's hard to fight the good fight. And now we have site doing it for us for not much money. Like you can buy into this program. Cam mm-hmm. has a great program that's helped us save a bunch of money. A lot of times when we have legal questions, you know, that we throw out on the list, serve a site pays for that site pays Fagan to answer that question. So you don't have to pay That's your cool. own lawyer team, you know, whatever, 400 bucks an hour to answer mm-hmm. that question for you. Because we know lots of people want the answer to that question. So yes. we're, we're willing to pay the attorneys to answer that for everybody. And then everybody gets an MOU or a, or a, you know, a, a, whatever it is, gets that letter in, in hand. There's a lot there. And then there's obviously your, the listserv is vital. And then the conference, and there's just so much work behind the scenes on all of these pieces. But yeah, there's there's tons of resources that the that, that site offers. John, you want to chime in? My first thought when you asked that question was, my mind kind of went to something that the board talked about during some of our strategic planning earlier this year, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Something that really stuck with me from that was that we want site 
to become an IT professional, like your IT professional home in education, mm-hmm. right? And that home to me really spoke to me that, you know, this is your place. This is a safe place. This is where you can come and have like-minded people, but have those good discussions and both sides of the argument. And really, again, in a safe place that feels comfortable, that that's really your people. Beyond that, definitely all the education stuff has always been a highlight to me, especially the CTO mentor program. But most recently, the new program that's out there, some of you may not have heard the technology management advancement program, which is kind of right feeding into CTO mentor. That's been awesome to see that come off the ground. And and there's a lot more in the works. And I think that's one of those things that site is able to give back, you know, to the members and and offer out there. Mm -hmm. Just hearing about all the offerings and whatnot, what are some easy ways for people to get involved and stay connected? John, I'll start off with you. I mean, to me, the, the easiest way is find a regional group. There's one around you. It may not be super close. Some areas are of the state are covered more than others, but regional groups are kind of, to me, it's like that entryway into site and, you know, meeting people in districts around you or close to you. You don't have to be a paid member to be in a regional group. You can just attend and kind of, you know, see what site's all about and see other site members there and start that sharing at a small local level. So to me, that's like the easiest way to start getting involved. And then from there, if it's something that interests you, then definitely the conference would be like the next big step. Yeah, that's good. How about you, Jeremy? Yeah, I'd say easiest, there's a little cost because if you join, you can be on the listserv and you can do that from your seat and sort of observe and ask questions and participate and, and contribute. I'm a big fan of trying to contribute, you know, twice as often as I ask. So I can, you know, a contributor, but yeah. that's easy, but it has a little cost. Otherwise I totally agree with John. Regional groups are the, the, the free, <laughs> but you might have to drive a little bit or give up a few hours of a Friday morning and maybe some lunchtime, but it's, you're not really giving up because you're you're getting to collaborate lunch and break bread with you know with with some great other IT people. So those are your easy entry points, and then it just builds from there. It builds to you know, do you want to do CTO mentor? Okay, well that's it's a selective process. Or do you want to go to the conference? You have to have obviously the money to afford to go. Do you want to present? Do you want to mm-hmm. sit on a regional group chair? Like there's there's sort of all these levels of different things you can do to be a part of us. But yeah, easy listserv and regional are, are the fast and quick ways to get involved. Yeah, I also want to, sorry, just jump in real quick and highlight our committees and task forces. We do a lot of work or we do a lot of work with members just to kind of help drive different programs in different areas. Like we have a conference committee, we have a member engagement committee. So that's another good way for members to get involved if they don't necessarily have the means to go to conference or go Mm -hmm. to a regional group, they can participate remotely in our committees and task forces. Uh, thank you for that point, Tuta. That was very exciting. And with you guys both being board members, from a board perspective, what do you think most people miss or do not know about the organization that they should know about? And we'll start off with you, Jeremy. You know, it's interesting. When I got on the board, we had one staff member, and that was Andrea. Just the change in what staff does from over the last eight years, nine years has been incredible. So we do a ton of advocacy that I don't think is known. Usually when we come out with something or we say, hey, look, you know, here's a letter we wrote to the CDE about CalPads on your behalf as members. They don't realize that there's like, I don't know, 60 hours of (laughs) of research, of meetings, of talking, of talking to our lobbyists, of whatever it is. I mean, just, you know, before that even came together and back and forth, hey, what do you think about this? So 
I just think that there is a lot of behind the scenes, but that behind the scenes, a lot of it's done by the staff and the staff is amazing and just mm-hmm. does great stuff. But then just all the little facets, like it's like, what, what does site really do? There's, there's the conference and the conference is huge, but it's become so much more, whether it's resources or programs or committees or awards or, or uh, educational. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy if you just sort of start browsing through and realize, mm-hmm. man, this is not just a listserv in a conference. I mean, those mm-hmm. are huge and important. It's grown dramatically and it's grown well. And so I think where we've matured as a board during that time, the, the, the staff has grown under us and, uh, and we just have amazing staff members that do, you, know, you figure, I mean, Tuda, what are we at? Like nine? I don't even know how many staff members we have right now. It's- We're at 11. 11. Okay. So 11 when we used to have one. So it's like, it, it's just, it's been crazy change, but it's been growth and great growth. And it's been very purposeful. It's not just, let's go hire 10 more people. It was right. This, then this, then this, then this, then this. It's been very, it's been done well by a great board for a lot of time. And a lot of, a lot of different board members who've had major impacts throughout the years. And do you feel there is something, I guess the members or those that are in the nose should assist as far as just the messaging so that Others do know what potentially is out there that they're lacking of knowledge or weren't aware of. You know, just passing things on to their groups. Like I know my whole my whole group is on as an institutional membership. So they all get the listserv. But you know, I also know they probably put it on digest. Like, okay, once a week <laughs> they want to mm-hmm. sort of read through everything. Whereas mm-hmm. I have it like, you know, immediately send me everything. But sometimes I grab those and resend it because it was coming from me as their leader yes. versus the site as their organization, it adds right. a little importance to it. So I'm like, hey, brand new educational program. Or if there's someone I want to go to the CTO mentor program, mm-hmm. I'll try and shepherd them through that. Like I'm always looking for the next board member. A lot of us are. We're always like, okay, who's next? Who's next? Who do we find? Can we like, oh, we think they'd be a great board member, but we really want to get them involved. So mm-hmm. they really rise up. It's like, oh, we, you know, can we help them? go be a chair of a regional group or can we can we really you know help push them to go work on one of the, the committees or, or help us with awards so there's more visibility so more people know this amazing person yeah, yeah i think there's a lot but it, especially as leaders in it pushing down this stuff that other people might miss if they're just sort of skimming the list serve helps out a lot that's good how about you john any uh input i'm not sure i can improve on that that's <laughs> <laughs> um no, to Jeremy's point, I don't know how many people realize that there are 11 employees, like site employees on the back end that are, you know, creating all these programs, creating new programs, keeping regional groups running, all the advocacy stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of committees that are, as board members were on that I'm just learning, but this year I was lucky enough to be on the advocacy committee that Jeremy mentioned. And it's been amazing just to see how much time both board members and site staff spend, you know, trying to advocate for LEAs and districts and, you know, to really make sure that our needs are out there and they're up in Sacramento and from a national level. So that's been amazing to see. And while I kind of knew that before being on the mm-hmm. board, like actually being involved really has brought that to the forefront for me, but let's see what else was I thinking. And then, so I basically just repeat everything Jeremy said <laughs> to Jeremy's point. Again, the listserv is just amazing. And I have a couple staff members that are on it probably more often than I am. I mean, I, I look at it every day, right? I, I do the real-time emails and I want to see how those come out because to echo Jeremy, I've sent updates that have come from Laurel, Andrea to my exec, executive cabinet and they're seeing it from me before they see it from Casbo or AXA or anyone else about stuff that's going on at the state level or, or whatnot. So now just all that work that's happening behind the scenes and 
Also, a shout out to my fellow board members. Those are, it's a volunteer position, right? You're not getting paid for it. I mean, it's really like over and beyond everything else, but the dedication that they have to site as an organization and our members and our just IT and education community is, is astounding. It's it's a lot of work, but it's totally worth it and an amazing board. And they really come a long way from, as Jeremy said, the days of just Andrea being the only staff. And it's crazy how it's grown. And now we have board term limits to really make sure that we're getting new voices mm-hmm. in. And and I think that's been an amazing change. And so thank you, Jeremy, for your leadership. And it's been great. Peace out. so john just being a new board member what just coming into that position were you not aware of that they did that you do now and maybe like just the level of work that they committed to certain endeavors just to make it easier for the membership the example that jeremy said about calpaz recently that's most forefront everybody's mind but yeah i mean being on that advocacy committee and having multiple meetings in a week just to try and stay stay on top of things. How do we approach this? You know, what assets or resources do the site put in to try and just voice our concerns and voice the need for additional resources at a state level to, mm-hmm. to help us long-term. That amount of time beyond just normal board duties is crazy. And the fact that all of these board members and you know staff are just willing to commit that time because it's the right thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not while their LEAs may get something out of it in the end. It's really about the greater good in our community. And so that was one of the things I love about Site that really wanted me to serve and give back was that our community and that we're better together. And the board is just a stellar example of what that is. I know you mentioned uh, you both mentioned just the level of time. So how has that impacted? your professional life, or how is it different due to your involvement in Sight? I wouldn't have been promoted without Sight. Like, I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't, for, you know, Setpa and now Sight. So, so yeah, it's time, but we all put time into our careers. And, and the great thing is, if you know, if you're a board member, you're, you're, hopefully your LEA has given their blessing. I mean, my when I moved over to Fullerton as assistant superintendent, I went to my soup and I said, hey, are you, are you okay with me still staying on as a board member? There's a time commitment. I'm going to be gone. You know, not, I mean, not a ton. I mean, we say crazy that John and I have been deeply involved in CalPads. Not everybody has. So, mm-hmm. so we're a little biased on the time right now. But, uh, <laughs> but when I asked him, I said, do you want me to, do you want me to resign? He's like, no, no, no. It's one of the reasons we hired you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, why would we want you to resign? Like you're having an impact on yeah. California. We liked you. Therefore you should take that talent and give it to the state. Like, of course you should stay on that. Like, keep going. We love it. So, you know, if you have the right LEA, then they support you being here because it's not, I mean, yes, you're, you're still doing your job, but a lot of what I've done has helped me be a better person and a better IT leader. Uh, I mean, across the board. So I, you know, the, the, I mean, I might've had an impact, but it's, it's had much more of an impact on me than, than I could have ever, ever had on, on the organization. It's been like, okay, well now I know this about IT or I know that, or I can see, or like, I mean, what John said, the importance that site creates when, we're sending stuff to our executive cabinet. They're like, oh, we haven't seen this yet. And then another organization like six hours later puts it out. We're like, yeah, Yeah. you know, (laughs) it's like, oh, IT is talking about finance. What's going on over there? It's helped round me out, especially coming from ed tech. I mean, I just, you know, I was very much just the classroom guy. And now I feel like my career has a a nice arc where I'm overall, I I understand all the pieces I need to understand. Cito Mentor was huge on that and helping me get to this place. But uh, I would not have the friends, the relationships, the network. I wouldn't understand how California works in the same way. I mean, just 
every part of my professional life is better because of my my involvement with site. That's really exciting. I basically echo those same statements. I wouldn't be where I am without the members, the leadership, even just the resources that they provided or it would be a very short stint. I'd be in the position I am just because I wouldn't be effective and I wouldn't have the skill set that I currently do as a result of just being a member and the outlets I can reach out to on any given time. How about yourself, John? It definitely has helped me. I became a director the same or like the the year I applied for the CTO mentor program. And so my pitch to my superintendent was, I think I know what I'm doing, but I want to make sure I know what I'm doing, right? And I have a feeling I don't know everything I should be doing. So, you know, let's do this program and, and go from there. So the program was amazing and it really opened my eyes to, you know, so much more of what LEAs do and that IT and technology needs to be involved in that I wasn't aware of before or it may have been slightly, but not to the same level. And it really helped develop relationships within my district and, and realize that as the leader of the technology department, it's not just about technology, right? It's Correct. about every every facet of what happens in an LEA and building those relationships and Correct. doing a lot of that work to provide my department what we need to help those other, again, the rest of the district succeed. So it's really opened my eyes a lot. Um, I haven't changed positions since then. So I don't have some people's stories that they become a director or they become a CTO because of it. Mm-hmm. But it's really helped me grow in that, in that position, help, help me feel more comfortable in my own skin. But beyond that, definitely... Being involved with SITE and the CTO Mentor Program and mentoring and, and giving back to really grow in my professional network, right, in the community. It's great to have those relationships and a lot of nice friendships that have, have come out of that. But back to kind of giving back to my LEA for the time that I spend away, it's, it's awesome to be in a meeting and say, oh, well, I know for a fact that X, you know, that there's these five other districts that are doing the same thing or they're like, can you ask your colleagues what they do? Well, I'm like, I can already tell you because it's been on the listserv. You know, this is what's happening mm-hmm. out there, having that incident. And I think that elevates us in our positions then in the district and, and that you are that subject matter expert, for lack of a better word, on all things technology and maybe things beyond. So I'm always sneaking to every interview at some point. You're getting me and my thousand closest friends. Like you're getting more than one person because I have a network of people who've who've made every mistake that I yes. could make in your district, and I can, yes. you know, head off some of those of the past. I mean, it's, yeah, the network's just vital. And you guys probably answered well this next question, but if you want to expound on it any more, what would you say to someone who's not a site member but involved in the K twelve uh, tech space? And we'll start with you, Jeremy. Pretty much exactly what you just said. I, I think we're, I think we really was that it was what, what does the organization do for us? Or how's my professional life different? Like if you want those same changes, <laughs> you know, if you, that's what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you're looking to, to have a bigger network, you know, potentially look, you're looking at promotions, you're looking at getting to know people, you're looking at understanding how California works, how it works in other LEAs, how it works in COEs. I mean, any of those things that you're encapsulated from, even if you've risen to the top of your district, you know your district. And maybe you know a neighbor or two. But if you if you're not in some kind of organization, and we're focused on IT, we're the only ones mm-hmm. that are the IT and education here. I mean, when we you know we we did a we did a study when we rebranded and it was sort of a where is everybody? What what do they do and what are they what's their focus? And we're the only ones in California that do IT. There's Q, there's other things. and But, you know, focusing on the IT professional, classified professionals in education, it just doesn't happen. 
So it's like, where else are you going to go? If you're if you're doing IT in K-12, I don't know what other organization you're in, but great if you got one. But ours is amazing. And that's all we do. And we're focused on it. And we do it very well. So I would just tell them, you've got to try and see what it does for you. I mean, I've told so many people about CTO Mentor. It's like, it was so much better than my master's program and so much cheaper. But it, it's like life-changing moments. I'm like, you got to get into this. That's good. Thing if you're looking to, you know, go up the ladder. Uh-huh. You, John? Yeah, definitely anybody who's maybe hesitant of getting involved in a membership or a professional organization like like site, I would say just give it a chance. We've done a good job in our regional group of reaching out to like charters and some private schools, just trying to include them and and know that while at some level, you know, we may be competing, right? At the core of what we do, it's all the mm-hmm. same, right? We're all providing technology as tools for the education of, you know, our future and our students. So it's been awesome to see them get involved in the other place. If you're a small shop and it's like one, two people, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, your couple hours once a month or however often your regional group meeting meets is definitely going to be worth it. So that would be what I tell people is give it a shot, you know, give it a try, go talk to some people who are members. And I think you'll see that everything Jeremy just said is absolutely correct and that it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, I appreciate both of you guys' answers on that. Well, uh, constantly I would read about board members, whether in a newsletter or it's, it's stated at the site conference. And to me, sometimes it comes with the negative connotation because it's like it's a lot of responsibility and fear. But there are some who want to take upon that challenge. You guys are currently in the position. How do you dispel that that fear or how do you what do you share with those who are interested in running for board? And we'll start off with you, John. Thinking back to our previous conversations, that may have sounded like a lot of work out there. And and not to say that the site board doesn't do very important work, but you know, it's not like we're we're working 50 hours beyond our, our normal 50 or 60 anyways, or or anything like that. You know, we're not up all night. Jeremy's not to hold in Saturday, Sunday meetings every week or or anything. But no, it's it's actually really rewarding. Part of the reason I wanted to run for the board was really to give back to site. That had given me so much, and so I, I would say to any you know anyone who might be might be interested in running for a board is just put in your application. If you're involved in site, in, you know, in regional groups or maybe you know CTO mentor program, or maybe you're interested in that, is just get involved. And I think naturally, what will happen is those that get involved and are really getting good things out of site will want to give back. And that's what I'd say to anyone interested in the board. It's it's fun. It's great conversations. It's awesome relationships and and friendships with those board members. And it's amazing to see the work on the back end that the site staff's doing. So definitely worth it. That's good. How about you, Jeremy? Elections, 20, September 26th, November 4th. And all of our members, our educational and, sorry, not all, our educational members and our retired educational members are allowed to vote. It's been life-changing. I mean, honestly, I, I could never... I would tell people, I mean, a couple of things. One, I would tell them it is some work, obviously, where mm-hmm. if it wasn't, then, I mean, man, it's not like we go golfing. <laughs> you know, actually, I remember the first meeting I went to and my wife called me at like one o'clock and she's like, oh, are you guys done? I'm like, we're going to be done at like 530. We just pushed dinner reservations back because we have so much on our agenda. And it's like a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I figured it'd be like two or three hours. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's a good solid meeting because we try not to meet so often that it interrupts work. Yeah. But we get a lot done. I mean, they're beefy meeting meetings and and you get to have a voice in what happens in California education and in California IT. And so I, I could not 
suggest it more to anyone just to say, look, if if this is your interest, if if you're ready for that next step in leadership and you've been a part of site, like you get it, like, you know, whatever you've done, your regionals, you've been working with Laurel on education projects, or you've been helping to do with committees or memberships or like whatever it is. You're there and you're like, you know what? I, I'm ready. I'm ready to take that next step. We, I would encourage everybody to run and run multiple times. You know, even now we have term limits. Love that we have term limits. This will be my I'll be president this year. And then I'm president, past president, and I'll be off and I'll still be active. But I'm excited. Other people are getting a shot to come in and give their voice. I encourage people to apply. I encourage people to, you know, if they don't get it, just keep going. How, how else do I get in? Because it's not so much... The board is the only way to impact site. It's not. Mm. It's one of many ways to impact site. So if the goal is I want to have an impact, tons of ways to do it. And, and the more impact you have, the more better shot you have of when, when you're ready to, to get on the board and have your your fellow members vote for you. As a member vote, they will, you know, they decide, well, you know, once the slate's chosen. So I would just tell them, go, 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 go. Be active, be involved, impact site, and then impact the board. So the window for running is September 26th through November 4th. So that's right. Oh, no, actually, it. that's the actual election. The, the, the oh, okay. Slate has been chosen, and, and I don't believe it's been communicated to the group yet, Tuda, but it has been finalized, and that will be out soon. And then they'll have from September 26th to November 4th in order to actually do their voting. So we try and give okay. people tons of time to vote. We switched it up this year. We used to vote during the conference, but we'd rather actually have the people known right before the conference. So when they come, we know who our future board members are. We can get them a little more involved. You know, it used to be you voted all conference long. And then as incoming president, I sat with Andrea and made some phone calls. It was the uh, the incoming, yeah, I, I think I got to make the congratulation calls and the outgoing president got to make the I'm sorry calls. So there, oh. <laughs> so, but we you know, hang out with Andrea during the conference to call people who are at the conference. This makes it a lot better. Like, I, I really like that we we discussed as a board moving it back so we know going into conference who are who next year's board members are so they can be more involved and the you know, board can talk to them and different things during the conference. So I'm excited for this change. I think you mentioned conference about seven times in the last <laughs> sentence or two. So let's talk a little bit more about conference because that was my very first experience or knowledge of what SEPTA at the time was, or site was attending the first conference in 2018. And I really enjoyed the experience. I think I did it. It was in Anaheim. I think at that time it was near Disneyland. So it was really good. Got to see an astronaut speak, got to just network and go to multitude of sessions that were beneficial. So let's just ask some questions for those who are not familiar or who would like to attend this upcoming conference. So when and where is this next site conference going to be taking place? And we'll have Tuta chime in. I'm still here. All right. So (laughs) sessions start Tuesday, November 29th and run until Friday, December 2nd. But we will have some pre-conference activities on Monday evening. So early badge pickup will start at 5 p.m. And then we have networking event called Cappy Hour for our corporate affiliate program. And so you can come have a drink, network with people, kind of, you know, get excited for sessions starting on Tuesday. And then our exhibit show runs most of Thursday, December 1st. So if you're working on a project and you need to scope out some vendors, you can stop by that on Thursday. So what are the options for registration and the costs? 
So full conference registration for educational attendees is called our educational registration. It's $600 by the time the podcast is published. All of the early bird discounts will have happened. But if you're planning on attending conference next year, we do have early bird discounts. So you can get your registration for a little bit cheaper. But we do have team discounts. So if more than one person is attending, so two or more, you can take advantage of some team discounts. And those codes are available on the website. And then retired or student fees are $135. And then if you're a local LEA to Long Beach and you want to send some of your support staff for a day just to kind mm-hmm. of see sessions, we do have one-day passes available for $275. So I know it's kind of hard when for some of the some of your staff who are not necessarily in a leadership position to attend a conference for a full week. So the one day pass is definitely a good option if you want to try and get as many of your staff to some sessions as possible. That's good. And yeah, if you're listening and you're not an IT professional in education, but you're interested, if you're in the IT space, maybe in the private sector, you can attend as an affiliate and that is $800. The next question, which is a very important question, <laughs> I like swag and I've liked a lot of the swag I've received going to the site conferences. Any hints on what we can expect this year or the raffle? Yeah, each attendee will get a 14-inch laptop sleeve, so mm. as well as a tote bag. So yeah, so it'll be really cool to have all of our Exabyte sponsors logos on it, as well as the site logo. So yeah, 14-inch laptop sleeve should fit like a Chromebook, an iPad, uh, maybe a smaller laptop. And then for the raffle, as far as prizes, I haven't like scanned the list. We don't have a ton. We usually get this kind of late. But the organization that we're supporting for the raffle is Girls Who Code. So that's really exciting that it's going back to an organization that directly impacts students. That's really good. I know where the location is. And is there anything special about this location besides it being close to me? (laughs) (laughs) And and can you share where the location is, Tudor? Yeah, so we're at the Long Beach Convention Center this year. I think overall, it's just a really cool location. You know, you're right by the beach. There's a lot of great restaurants and things around. So there will be a lot to do. I know a lot of people are probably going to stay overnight Friday as well Mm -hmm. and turn it into a little mini vacation. So, and I think we might get some discounts on like Queen Mary tickets or something like that. So I have to double check, but we'll make sure that those are on the website if there are any discounts available. But yeah, so it, I mean, Long Beach is just a cool area. Maybe we can get Snoop Dogg to make an appearance or something, but uh, LBC. <laughs> I, yeah. But yeah, I live in the area and, and they've done a lot of renovation in the past mm-hmm. few years. So it looks really nice. So I'm excited just to see see the new look in person for sure. Yeah. So why is this conference held in November and has it always been held at the end of the year? So I had to ask Andrea about this because I was like, <laughs> I have no idea. We've all kind of seen the conference schedule. So a lot are held in the spring. And quite frankly, I don't know if we could do a conference in the spring because of our travel schedules going and attending other conferences. So there aren't many conflicts during the fall. So uh, and we wanted to make sure there weren't any conflicts. So that's part of the reason why it is in November. Yeah, when it's up north, you just be sure to bring your coat because it gets kind of (laughs) nippy. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Do you have any historical facts about conferences? How many have there been? 
so I also had to ask Andrea about this one. <laughs> and I don't know, do you, do you, either of the board members know? <laughs> Before I answer, I don't know if you all have any other historical information that I might not have gotten. All right, they're shaking their heads. I, I do no. not know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Andrea shared the organization was created as a conference. So we use 1960 as the beginning. And that's why during the pandemic, we celebrated our 60th anniversary, which was kind okay. of disappointing because we were hoping to have a really awesome in-person conference, but had to switch to virtual. But mm-hmm. we're on our 62nd year now. I know you mentioned the pandemic and I've seen <laughs> how Laura Laura was stressing during the planning of the conference during the pandemic. So what did you learn from that planning time during that, yeah, that time of during the pandemic? I learned that you can't plan. <laughs> no, I mean, you kind of put it. So, you know, the 2020, we had to pivot to virtual. I want to say it was probably a few months before because we still were trying to follow guidance and see if we were going to be able to have an in-person conference. So I think we actually started working on the virtual conference July of 2020. And we still had great attendance and, and mm. it was great despite everything. So I think that was really energizing. And then last year, the pandemic was still going strong at the beginning of 2021. So we weren't sure if we were going to be able to be in person, but luckily, mm. you know, things started opening up again, people started getting vaccinated. So that really turned it around for us. So we started planning late in 2021. So I think that was the hardest thing was just following all of the guidance and trying to make sure that we were compliant. And, you know, we really wanted everyone to feel safe to attend in person, no matter like what our personal beliefs are, we wanted to make sure that we were, we were one of the first in-person conferences to go back. So, you know, we really wanted to make sure that we had health and, and safety requirements in place. And, and we still have them this year. We're still going to require a vaccine verification or negative test verification within 48 hours. We just want to make sure that everyone feels safe coming back and and being able to attend because, you know, that's really important to us. Yeah. And I know even the Q team, they uh, saw how successful the implementation of last year's conference was, which gave them hope for their spring Q conference as well. Yeah. And and we were able to attend Spring Q and it was awesome. So it's one of those things where it's great. All of the conferences are back, but my schedule, it's not great for my schedule. So. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled a lot during the spring and, and it was exhausting, but it was great. That's good. So what should we be looking for or out for this year? So we have a lot of the same great events happening this year as, as in the past, as well as a few new ones. So as I mentioned, we'll have Cappy Hour Monday night, which is one of our networking events. We have the WIT Lunch on Tuesday, which is our Women in IT Lunch. We'll have hosted Lunch and Learns on Tuesday as well. You know, the President's Reception and Poker. We're adding a DEI breakfast on Wednesday morning, and that one will be hosted by Google. Um, That's diversity, equity, and inclusion. So Mm -hmm. highly recommend attending that. We have our all-regional group meeting. IT Ninja Warrior will be back. We'll have the student showcase. There's going to be a ton of stuff outside of sessions. And then on top of that, we have some awesome sessions Some of our featured speakers include Hip Hop EDU, which is from the Stanford D School. So there's more information about those sessions on our website right now. So that's why I'm really hoping Snoop Dogg will make an appearance uh, (laughs) since we're in Long Beach. But yeah, there's so much great stuff. And, you know, if you're attending the conference, I highly recommend attending everything because, you know, it's really easy to go to a conference and go to the sessions. And, and, you know, the sessions alone are really long. It's eight to five every day and, and you're exhausted by 
by the end of it. But I highly recommend going to all of the networking events. And, you know, Jeremy and John really talked about the network that you create with Insight. And that's a really good opportunity and way to meet new people. We've even added some networking sessions that are lighter sessions at the end of the day for when people are tired and maybe they just want to go and chat with someone or meet someone. So yeah, there's a ton to get involved or to do outside of the sessions. And, you know, if you have any questions about anything, both membership related or site related, but conference related, please reach out to conference at site.org or myself, our staff or even a board member, everyone is just really willing to help people get involved and participate. So I think there's going to be so many fun things to do. Yeah. And I would recommend if capable to bring multiple people from your team, because there are so many great sessions and some coincide at the same time. So you're not available to go to all at all at once. So it'd be good to just partner up and send represented to the the sessions that you're interested in and then come back together and just provide what you gathered from those sessions. So that's from, I'm stating it from my point of view, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so, sorry. I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because that reminded mm-hmm. me of one thing, especially for those people who are from single person IT shops, we will mm-hmm. be recording all of the sessions that we're able to. So there will be access to recorded sessions after the conference as well. But yeah, once again, you want to party with your team. So bring as many people to see it live and in person. Oh, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying. (laughs) But you do have that option to review later. This question is for everybody on the panel. So what are some of your favorite conference memories? And we'll start with John. Definitely one that sticks out for me would have been, I guess, 2015. It was in San Diego first time I'd been to like that location and, and I love that the conference that was in the hotel and everything was like all self-contained. So that was great and a lot of awesome stuff nearby. But so that was the year that we finished my CTO mentor program and was up on stage with with our with my cohort and I'm telling you those are still to this day some of the, the closest relationships that I have, you know, personally. That's one of my favorite memories. And then I don't know if it was that year or definitely multiple years, but taking my team or, or a few members of my team, I can't take everybody, but taking a few members of the team and just being mm-hmm. able to really connect with them on a, yes. on a personal level after, after sessions. And, you know, whether it's at dinner or whether it's just walking, you know, to the hotel or walking to the next event and, and really seeing some of those personal relationships develop between my team members and see them come back from a conference and a few days away from the district kind of re-energized, revitalized and, and working together in, in new and better ways. So That's good. How about you, Jeremy? You know, it's interesting. I love what you said, John. Anytime I get to go just, you know, see my fellow IT friends, <laughs> especially those that that have created great relationships with on the listserv. And then like, oh, I met you. Like I remember way back in the day with Twitter, when you'd go to ISTE and like you had like 800 followers and you'd actually get to meet this guy from Philadelphia who you've been tweeting with forever. But, you know, so site for me is very similar, but it's all California. So I've had so many great memories, you know, meeting some of the people like Wozniak and that, that that's a neat moment, but it pales in comparison to creating relationship with people who are going to have an impact on your life. And there's that starstruck, wow, I got to walk like the Woz from the elevator <laughs> towards the stage. Well, okay, so who cares? Like, like he's he's just a guy. Like you know, we're all we're all just a girl or just a guy. Well, you know, whatever it is, we're we're human beings, and actually everybody else around there has a much 
bigger impact on me or a much bigger impact on California's educational landscape. So yeah, the, the conference really solidifies a lot of that. So you get to learn a ton. You know, I mean, somebody's up there presenting, and you just get to walk up and talk to them. I mean, it's not like Correct. this starstruck moment. It's like, no, no. Oh, did you do that? Can I get your email? Because I'd like to ask you five more questions. And mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody be like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. So you can pay me for if you want more than the hour <laughs> you just got, like 500 bucks an hour. No, no. It's, yeah, here's my email. Email me. Or you want to go grab a coffee? Like, I can skip the next session. What do you want to know? Like, you see all that kind of thing happening. So yes. um, I'm bringing more people this year than I ever have because it's local. So we don't have to deal with them um, with hotels. Wow. So mm-hmm. we can afford a lot more. I think I have 14 coming from Fullerton. Oh, wow. And you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do some where it's like, hey, we can't shut down the shop for the whole like week. So we're gonna have to do some, okay, you guys go Monday, you guys go Tuesday kind of thing. But um mm-hmm. we offered it to lots of folks and said, all right, who's interested? And we had a lot of people interested in going. So I hope it's gonna be fun for them to to see. And being my president here, I'm like, I I want a board member to go. I'm like, hey, board, does anybody want to come and you know, come and check out what we do. Like, this is why you've been allowing me to be on this board. This is what we're up to. So I think I might have a board member coming as well. So that's really good. How about you, Tuda? Oh man, there's so many, but I'm going to share one from as an attendee and one on the staff side. I think 2016 was my first conference in Sacramento. I think the theme for the president's reception was boardwalk or beachy or something like that. And, you know, it was my first one and I was really excited and I'm the extrovert of the IT department, hence, you know, (laughs) member engagement. So I was like, hey, let's all dress up as tourists and wear Hawaiian shirts and like fanny packs and all that. And like, you know, I was like, no one on our team is going to do it. Maybe like me and like one other person. And we all did it. And so like, it was really great because, you know, everyone participated. I thought it was just a really good bonding experience over something Mm -hmm. so silly for our team. So it was just really fun, you know, getting to hang out with our, our team in a different like environment too, just outside of work. And I thought it was really great for us. So that's probably one of my favorite memories as an attendee. And then as a staff member, I think it was last year, 2021 on Thursday evening at the CDW party. Cause I think that was the first time since the conference had started where I was like, oh, I'm done. Like a huge weight was lifted <laughs> off my shoulders. I was like, I can just have fun now. I don't have to worry about putting out fires or presenting or whatever. So I think it was the first moment that I really got to appreciate all of the work that had been done. And I think, okay, I lied. I'm going to share too. The other was just so many people coming up and being so excited to be at yes. conference last year. So yes. the the feedback was amazing and everyone had such a great time. So I think it was really inspiring for this year. And we rode that high for a while, especially going into strategic planning and all of that. So it was pretty awesome. That was a great band, by the way. And that was, <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. And that was like the They're first live, that was like the first live music I'd heard since COVID started. So that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, CDW hired them in 2019 in Anaheim, and Laurel was like, you got to bring them back, and they brought them back, and I think they're coming back this year. So anyone who loves 80s cover bands, they're amazing, and I recommend going to the CDW party. (laughs) (laughs) And I think for me, it was last year. Our cohort, cohort 14, all for one, one for all. We started off the year in person, meeting each other, hanging out for two months, and then it was all shut down. And we really didn't connect unless we lived in the region. So for us to be able to reconnect last year in November, it was great. And then for me personally, being able to represent the class and speak in front of so many people and seeing the challenges speaking with 
lights blaring in your eyes and not knowing who's in the audience. But even the feedback I got from that, I just thought it was it was good. It just it, like Tudor said, I think just everybody coming back together and we were all going through those same experiences. And then it was just like a moment of just release, just like, OK, we made it. <laughs> so for me personally, yeah, I enjoyed last year for sure. We are coming now to the end of our show, and we're just going to leave with the fun little game, or should I say question, would you rather? So we'll start off with you, Jeremy. Would you rather have your car break down in Jurassic Park or have to answer every single spam phone call and engage with the caller for at least five minutes? This is a tough one. (laughs) They're both soul crushing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I, gosh, I, every single spam phone call. <laughs> yeah, Which in I, your position, you get a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's funny because my wireless carrier has actually done a pretty good job of, I'm oh, probably right. like four a day. So that's 20 minutes a day. But the other one's pretty much certain death because I do not run fast at all. <laughs> I do not, yeah, I could not outrun any of the, I'll, I'll go with spam just because I still get to live and enjoy <laughs> still get to like grill steaks while I'm talking. To <laughs> so I'll, I'll go with spam. <laughs> how about you, John? That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, okay, how long am I going to survive in Jurassic Park? Not very long. <laughs> and I'm not an outdoors guy, so I don't want to have to like figure out how to live in, in the, in the jungle at night or whatever. So I would say spam calls, although I'll take it on my phone and my, not my wife's because over the years, I've blocked a lot of numbers on my phone. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't get as many as my wife gets. So definitely my phone. Well, thank you both for those answers, which I would agree with you both on that. But in closing out, do either of you guys have anything to share or, or shout outs you want to give to your supporters or anything? Sure. Thanks. Yeah, just a, a quick shout out to my team here at the Heart District for it's been a crazy start of this school year. The word I used, it's been frantic. Nothing crazy, just like feels like a, a thousand different things all at the same time. And I hope that the future years are not the same as this year, but they're amazing and they've taken it in stride and, and uh, with grace. And then uh, also to all the site staff, you guys do amazing. Seeing the back end work you guys do is, is awesome. And to my fellow board members, you guys are truly selfless in what you do and the support and the, all the time you put in for our community. I truly appreciate it. And then I guess lastly, my regional group, you guys are awesome. We've uh, struggled coming back from COVID with in-person meetings. We're doing hybrid, so trying to get those numbers up. But I'm looking forward to seeing them more this year and into next year as we hopefully turn the corner on uh, COVID. So, And thanks to you, Jamal, for uh, hosting today. (laughs) Uh, You're too much. (laughs) But Jeremy, you have any shout-outs you want to give as well? Sure. I mean, similar to John. I mean, good job, John getting take them all early <laughs> but yeah site, <laughs> site staff i mean just a, a truly amazing group of people and we had turnover and people jump right in charlie's here been listening and just like day one hey i made this video oh my dang nice like it's like, you know so we hire well you know andrea laurel and tuda and, and libby is sort of our executive team i mean just do truly amazing work my Fullerton team is great. I love being in this district. I've been here about four years now, and I, I truly am blessed to be leading a great group of people. The board's wonderful, but then it's sort of everybody else who 
who sort of supports us all because without all the volunteers, I mean, mm-hmm. and the board is incredibly selfless, but then you have everybody else. You've got people who are leading regional groups. Like nobody gets paid for any of that. Well, staff does, but that, that's fine. <laughs> the volunteers, nobody's getting paid. Like they're on, they're on committees or they're on the board or, you know, you know, you get paid with a clap on the back or maybe a meal. It's not like we're getting bonus checks from our LEAs because we're on the board of site or because we sat on a committee or whatnot. So I don't believe that everybody out there is doing it just so they might someday get a promotion. So they're sort of going through 10 or 15 years of volunteer work. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like they, they're, they're doing it because, because they love it. And, you know, there, there's something that draws you to IT and education because you can make more money out in the private sector, but, but we're here, we're, we're servants. And so a shout out to all the servants, your service leadership and doing a lot for kids, doing a lot for teachers, doing a lot for principals. And, you know, I don't don't know about you guys, but during COVID, I was so excited when like our teachers association would put out surveys. How's everyone doing? How's Mm M&O doing? How's the tech doing? We were getting like five-star ratings during COVID. I'm like, okay, I expected, I like, I was going to just add one anyway. I'm like, okay, if we get a four (laughs) out of five, it's COVID. So I'm going to give us a five anyway, you know, no matter what the survey says, but it ended up like we were getting top rankings because everybody was just putting their nose down and going and mm-hmm. uh, you know sites one of those bright shining pieces where it's like okay i have someone else to reach out to or there's a light at the end of the tunnel or there's someone out there to help me so i don't know if i can give a shout out to everyone but that's sort of what i just did i guess so <laughs> yay everyone and jamal <laughs> what's your middle name future board member voice <laughs> so uh, rough, you know, rough, yeah. jamal, we, you know you're the kind of and again it's here's jamal volunteering like right he's, he's hanging out he's giving his time he's he's great and that's that's what we're looking for and someday i, I expect to see jamal's application on a board <laughs> if that's what he wants no pressure buddy like and, and you have edit right so if it's yes missing from the podcast no one will ever know you know but, why <laughs> but, you know you're, you're the kind of guy that, that you're selfless you're great you do i mean tons of social media about site i mean just it's you're a giver and a servant. And then this is, that's, so I think everybody is, even our staff, you, you can see the servant leadership mm-hmm. in that. A lot of amazing people around this organization. I appreciate that. And that was some solid words from both of you guys. And I, we do appreciate you guys' hard work and just making it easier for us, our members to do our job and provide us with the resources and going out to bat for us, even just shedding a light on the membership for those who don't know, and hopefully are interested after hearing this podcast for those who want to be members, for those who want to apply for the board in the future. We thank you guys for your answers, addressing those questions we all have. So we want to thank you guys once again for your time just to be on this podcast and providing a great episode and for those listeners out there jamie will be back next episode so i will be in the passenger seat fortunately and will no longer be driving so look forward to talk to you guys once again and we are signing out now peace